Hey everyone, it's Joey here, and you're listening to Views from the Chicks, where we share our viewpoints on all things music as it relates to everyday life. So before we jump into today's episode, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening, liking, sharing, commenting, sending us really thoughtful emails. We greatly appreciate it, and we're so excited that the subject matter is resonating with you guys, and you guys are listening to the conversations, and you're connecting to the conversations, to the music. That's really what we really wanted from this podcast. We knew we wanted to do a podcast for a long time, and we kind of threw back and forth a few ideas, and we're like, you know what? Music is something that we all connect to whether you're connecting to the lyrics to the beats to the sound the overall feeling and emotion of the song you're connecting somehow so we just want to say thank you for the feedback and if you guys have any ideas thoughts and suggestions for what we can discuss what we can do to better connect with you guys and make this a more interactive experience drop us a line in the comment section on our instagram send us an email whatever way you feel suitable please let us know okay so let's jump into today's episode So about two weeks ago, we sat down with Justin, who goes by J-Life. He is a singer, songwriter, rapper, actor, like literally guys, everything you could think about, he does it. We might as well even call him the historian because in this episode, he definitely dropped some knowledge, which was great given the context of this episode, because as you know, it is Black History Month. So we dissected a few songs and we also featured a song by Justin called Mama Mama. So let's jump right into the interview that T and I held with him. Here's what he had to say. So, Justin, so for everyone to get to know you a little bit better, can you tell us who is your top five R&B singers? Top five R&B singers. Okay. So, Donny Hathaway, Prince, Anthony Hamilton. Oh, yes, I love him. Um, just to represent for the New Day and Age, we got Bruno Mars. And okay. last but not least, CeeLo. CeeLo? Definitely, man. He just has that... That energy and that sound that's just easily captivating. So it's like, what's going on musically? Do you, like, research these things? And that's definitely part of the battle as an artist is to do your research, man. Know who comes before you and understand, like, how the business of it work. You know, appreciating people's backstories. Right. Because it's also something that you got to, you know, continue to tell yourself that, okay, everybody started from somewhere. Tyreek started in a Pepsi, I'm sorry, Coke commercial. Mm-hmm. Yep, before I remember that commercial. Before he got signed to singing. That's so, so true. Yeah, so things like that we have to you know, continue to remember. It's true, and it also reminds you that your dream is like possible because I feel like a lot of people separate themselves from like the place that they're at now where they want to be in the future, and it seems like so far-fetched and impossible, but it's like everybody's like you. Like they start somewhere, like you're saying. But that's commendable, like, for you as an artist, too, because, like, we had a conversation a couple months ago, Joey, right? It was about, uh, was it Little, Little Yachty? Is that his name? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Little Yachty. Like, the boat. Yeah, li- <laughs> <laughs> the Little Yachty. Um, boat yeah, boy. Little, yeah, yeah, Little Boy, who I know nothing <laughs> about. But he was saying, because he was on the radio, and they were asking him, like, what's your favorite Biggie song? And he's like, I don't listen to Biggie. Like, so do you think that's, like, an issue? Like, do you feel like it's very important for, like, I think with any craft, like, I work in fashion, I feel like it's, I should know the backstory of things and, like, how people got to where they are because, you know, I feel like it's, like, kind of helping me 
setting up my stepping stone for the next step by looking back to see how someone did it before and how I can make it greater. So is that like something like you kind of use for a reference also? Um, yes, I do feel it. I mean, and that was my issue with Boat Boy. Uh, that was my issue with him, man, just in regards to just not even caring about, at least it came off that way about the origin of hip hop and where it came from. Granted, I don't expect you to know everything, because if you know everything, then you, you lose too, because, you, you know, I think it was Michelangelo, though. He he was uh, 90 years old in, in, in a restaurant, and he, and he painted this picture, and the guy coming and said, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. And mm-hmm. he said, thank you, but I'm still learning. So I just feel like even though you get this, you should always, you know, want to learn. But that's my little tangent I got off. I'm going back to that. Like, it's just that you should always appreciate the story. Like, most people don't even know that um, rap is an acronym. Did you guys know that? No, I didn't. Wait, <laughs> what's it an acronym for? Rhythmic American Poetry. I'm going to go around seeing that from now on. Yeah, like, I'm listening to Rhythmic American Poetry. <laughs> get on my level. <laughs> <laughs> and me start out as a poet so when, I, when I see stuff like that people just not even trying to phonetically make things sound and he even I don't even know if it was him or a little Uzi Vert he's like if I want to get on the track and be like yeah 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 the whole time and I can do it and I'm just like yeah there are different forms of poetry but it's always a craft to it even if you do something as simple as a a haiku poem, which is only 17 syllables. Like, I just want to feel like you put your heart into it. So that's my beef mm. with the boat boy. So then what do you, you as an artist, you as an artist, someone who creates, you take time and effort into your personal identity as an artist, what do you think about the new wave of, I guess, rappers, singers coming out, like you have the chance to rapper who don't go the traditional route with the music industry and they self-promote. You have a SoundCloud page. So mm-hmm. what is the best way that you promote yourself or how do you feel with the artist versus the industry versus the Internet? I mean, definitely mm-hmm. what Chess is doing is, is, is amazing. And not everybody's able to succeed. There's only been a handful of people that's able to, been able to commercially get that success. Mac Miller being mm-hmm. another name to throw out there that's um, had a large commercial success and, and it's, it's unsigned right now. So you, it, it's unrealistic to say, well, hey, you can do what Chance did. I'm not saying don't attempt it, but uh-huh. it's unrealistic to say, you know. But, I mean, if you are offered a deal, you know, it's a lesson to be learned. I don't know if you guys saw the new edition movie. Yes, we love it. Yes. Yeah, um, it was where he was like, well, did you read your contract? And that's one thing that you have to do. You have to read the contract. Right, because um, you were you were signed also. Well, I was offered a recording contract. Um, yeah, you were offered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, tell us about that. It was with an independent distribution uh, label out in Texas, and I read that thing probably like ten times. And I had my uncle read it, I had my aunt read it, I had a lawyer friend mm-hmm. read it. Because one, I I had everybody read it because I was like, hey, is this real? Am I really all getting offered a contract? I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in the end, I turned it down because already off the back, the label was trying to box me. It was like, well, uh-huh. we don't want you to make clean music. And I was just like, I'm not necessarily a, a dirty artist, but I don't want to be clean either. But I ain't squeaking clean either. But you, wanna, to, you want yeah. that freedom to express yourself however you feel necessary. And mm-hmm. for them to put you in a box right off the bat before you even start, like, you know, making guap with them or nothing, like, yeah. that's yeah. the best flag. So I couldn't get down there, so I had to turn it down. It hurt. I hadn't had one again since, yeah. but I'm, yeah. I'm very, I'm very faithful. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's good for you though, because you stay true to like your artistry and not sacrificing like you know what you wanted to do just for a buck. 
Yeah, but I feel like that's unfair, uh, the position they put you in, because, like, you can't put an artist in a box, you know? The creative juices are constantly flowing, time's always changing. You know, you may be influenced or something may inspire you. I mean, and you're also not always going to be the same person. Like, you know, I feel Mm -hmm. like sometimes we always want, like, I know I feel this. I can't speak for everyone else, but sometimes I want that person or that artist to be as good as their first album. But sometimes I have to check myself and say this person is a human being and they're ever evolving. So I would want them to evolve, you know, with themselves as they are evolving with the music. So you may come out squeaky clean one moment, but then, you know, hey, you might have a nasty, dirty, ratchet (laughs) face and you want to express it. You know what I mean? Like, And that was definitely me. (laughs) (laughs) Because I'm an MC too. Um, I started out, well, I technically started out singing first, and then as I got older, I, I got into poetry, and then that's how the rap, that's how the rap came about. So okay, so you rap to, too? I rap too. <laughs> so, Ken, I need to reintroduce you, Justin, uh, rapper, <laughs> singer, actor, <A> multifaceted, <laughs> Renaissance man. Like, what else do I gotta say? <laughs> I cook too. <clears throat> oh, yes, he does throw down. <laughs> okay, so I feel like we've got to know you a little bit on the personal level. I feel like the people need to hear the music. So I'm going to play your song, which we love. Here is Mama Mama by Jay Life.
with no father figure Cultivate them, poor her gifted If all life matters, why you never I give us Tell us a little bit about the song, Inspiration, and what it means. Well, of course, as it's entitled Mama and Mama, um, it was a song to my mother. It's um, almost like a three-part conversation. My mom mm-hmm. passed uh, two years ago. No, actually, it is. Oh, right? okay. 20, 2014. Hmm. Thinking. And um, it was just a, a song that was catching her up on all that that has not changed in America since then, and some things that have changed. One of the last things my mom, you know, wrote on her Facebook status was about, you know, me getting to New York and, you know, doing what fulfills me. Mm. So this was me, you know, in my own thoughts, reminding her, hey, like, you brought me into this world, and I'm going to do just that, what we talked about, as far as changing the world and using my gift to inspire others to do the same thing. So that that's the first verse. Then the second verse, I, I direct my attention to America itself as an entity of being a woman, because they always say America, the beauty, you know, mm-hmm. um, the beautiful. And I'm asking all these questions. And that verse closes out with the boat had shackles and now they chain us in the system. Here we are 400 years from originally when our people were taken from the motherland and brought here. And yet, they're still the same conditions. And then last but not least, the third conversation, it's kind of like bringing all these people together, America, my mother, and I was talking to the original Statue of Liberty, which a lot of people don't even know either because they tend to whitewash that part of history out. The original Statue mm-hmm. of Liberty was, was, a, was a black lady that France had donated to America. But yep, and they sent it back. They sent it back. And mm-hmm. I'm having this conversation with her because I mean, she's supposed to stand, you know, give me your huddle masses. Everybody is talking about all lives matter. Right. And I'm like, well, if all lives matter, why you never keep up lifted? You're going to tell me that my struggle is not important? You're going to tell me that those 400 years that, of suffering that we endured is not important and it doesn't play something into the psyche that, we, that we're dealing with today? You're going to tell me, oh, we're, well, we're whining too much because we don't have that Get privilege. over it. Yeah, yeah, get over it. I'm like, come on, how are you gonna tell me that? But even even yeah. but not but not all of the song is about, you know, well, blaming them for this. It's also, mm-hmm. you know, owed to the people to say, Hey man, you know, galvanize our brothers and sisters, uplift them, poor or gifted. Because we can't just pay attention to the gifted children because everybody needs a little push. You know, right. like, we we we're all gonna be can be special one day, but sometimes it, everybody gets to the race at different points. The song, you know, derived from it was a little frustration what was going on. 
I even shouted out Hillary, even though I had no plans on voting for her, but I still thought it was commendable what she was doing, you know. And I don't see an issue mm-hmm. with the woman, you know, running for president because, like I said, I mean, America should be progressive. Also, I agree with you on the whole concept of everyone thinks that, like, if we speak up and we stand up for ourselves and we, you know, try to push back against the system, it's like, oh, you guys, oh, you guys are always complaining about something. You guys are never happy with anything. But I'm like, you know what, put yourself in our shoes and, you know, actually live life how we have to live life or how people, our family members, our cousins, you know what I mean, our people are living lives, and then you will be able to really understand what we're going through. And you can see why we are so passionate and we are so far and have such a long way to go. They say when you go through things, it makes you stronger. I feel like it gives us a different appreciation for, like, what we have in life because we do see other people struggle or other people within our race struggle in different ways. And, like... It just, I don't know, we just have a, me personally, I feel like we have a different kind of hustle or appreciation for life because we know what it was like before. It's like, I'm proud of, like, how far we've come, in a sense. I'm disappointed about how far we have to go. I don't know, sometimes I have to, like, check, you know, check in with myself, too. Like, am I doing enough? You know, like, I, mm-hmm. I was listening to a Breakfast Club interview with one of the um, CNN correspondents, and she was talking about how we need to start moving our some of our money or all of our money to black banks. Because, you know, if we go to an African, you know, black bank, then they will be more willing to give us a larger loan. Like, if you try to get a loan from a bigger corporation, such as Bank of America, they're going to give you a hard time because they feel like you are liable. Mm-hmm. And when you go to... Uh, Blackrock, they'll they will give you the loan. So just hearing that example, I was like, you know, we need to do better. We need to stick together. We need to buy black. We need to support one another. I feel like in other cultures, they support one another, and we don't do the same, and that's very unfortunate. Uh, well, you mentioned the black bank, so it was taking me back another part of history that they tend to, you know, whitewash and not teach about Black Wall Street. Yes. Tulsa, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 1921. Um, a self-sufficient black community. You know, the dollars circulated numerous times before even leaving the community. Black banks, black schools, black libraries. Um, everything yep. black owned. And they got rid of it. Which Jealousy. Yeah. They, 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 they don't want to thrive. Like, they don't tell you about that. And then, you know, you have movies like Hidden Figure who's, Hidden figures that just came out, and no one knew mm-hmm. about that story. Not at all. They made it made it seem as if the astronauts got there by themselves, not knowing that there's a whole team behind them of intelligent black women. It's sad. And they tend to leave a lot of stuff out. Yeah, I feel like what we're going through now as a community, it's like making people. In a way, it's like making people dig for the truth and like. Mm-hmm. You know, reveal what was really happening back then and now. I got another fun mm-hmm. fact for you. Let me see if I can stomp you guys, stomp you New Yorkers. New Yorker. <laughs> I'm, I'm from Jersey, okay? I'm from New well, York. <laughs> you know, where I come from, we group y'all together. No offense. <laughs> it's okay. Did y'all know that Central Park was a black village? No. What? Yeah. 
You know what, Justin? You need to just write a book because <laughs> I feel like I try to do my research, man. Singer, rapper. Um, <laughs> I'm still learning, man. But like I guess what I mean. Applied knowledge is power, and not knowledge is power. Applied knowledge is power because you can know a lot of things, but if you don't apply that knowledge that you know, then what good is it doing? Yeah. Tell us about this village. Yeah. Oh yeah. So so 1825, you had Seneca Village, which was the name of it before um, it was burned down. It was a little small village in Manhattan, of course, um, where the 4th Central Park is located. It was founded by free black people and existed from 1825 to 1857, but it was then destroyed for the construction of Central Park. It was, um, you know, African-American property owners in Manhattan, including some Irish and German immigrants. And, yeah, they they built right on top of it. Wow. Now, now I'm going to feel different going to Central Park. That's, That's crazy. crazy. They built right on top of it. See how they monopolize on us. And all Central Park is like this monumental thing, but they will never talk about that. I mm-hmm. honestly, I feel like racism or Black history is America's little dirty secret. Like it, it is not. It doesn't want to be told. Like when we um, are in high school, we don't learn half the things that we should learn. Oh no! I feel like the bulk of Black American history that I learned was in college in our African American Studies class. Yeah. Because I just knew what I was being told in these public schools. And then, obviously, research that I do myself. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're in middle school and mentee school, they just tell you that black history started with slavery, and that's it. There was slavery and then after slavery. It's like, what were we doing before? They don't talk about the kings and the queens. They don't talk about that. No. Because it's like, if we knew, if the slaves, I mean, the slaves knew where they came from, of course. But it's like, if the black people knew their history during that time, it would make them want to, you know, it makes them know their worth. It makes them want to mm-hmm. work harder. You know what I mean? So it was just like, no, we're going to erase your entire history and make you think that this mm-hmm. is all there is. This is and, these, and these people knew their worth, too, because at the time they were only offered about $2,400 or so for their property, and they fought yeah. back for two years because oh, wow. yeah. the city of New York deemed it, you know, unlivable. It, it was it was. They call it shanty towns back then, and the resident they call them squatters. And you're like, well, no, this is our home. You know, just because you don't like mm. it, I don't mean we don't mm. like it. There's petitions going around and everything, and they, so they just eventually forced them out because they're like, oh, we need a park that's mm-hmm. going to represent New York. And it's like, a, well, now we have gentrification. That's like the modern version of that, like Harlem, for example. They're mm-hmm. pushing everyone out. You know, history is repeating itself. We have to do more to stop. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And having conversations like we're having right now is important, too, because now I'm learning something talking to you. Because <laughs> learning a lot talking to I'm you. I'm learning a lot. <laughs> we need to keep having, we need to have more conversations like this so we can share information with one another and empower ourselves. Yeah, man, it's, it's definitely about creating a dialogue, which is what I try to do when I'm doing my art stuff. And I'm always trying to, you know, push the envelope of what the art I do, even with my acting stuff. Most of the plays I do are conversations that create that dialogue. Last I did, which was an off-Broadway show on 42nd Street. It's called I Never Been That Easy about communist organizing in the South. Mm-hmm. Most people today have a negative connotation of what communism represents. But back then, it was all about community mm-hmm. and fighting for equal rights for poor whites and poor blacks back then. Mm-hmm. And I, I didn't even know that before I started, you know, being in the production. But I, I saw it was from Alabama. And I said, wow, I've got to get bought because I'm always trying to, you know, definitely soak up the knowledge that's going on. I did another show about uh, called Camp Logan last year mm-hmm. about a, an all-black military union unit that was uh, that basically bucked the system because they were reduced to uh, road workers and and 
informers versus being led over to the military. They felt the Negro was unfit to fight in the war and that they were only good enough to work the lands and they didn't trust them with a gun. So this group of soldiers, you know, took it upon themselves to to fight back. It's great that they recreated that story so that they can share that with everyone. I think that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Joey and I picked songs that we wanted to discuss. It just relishes in our blackness, okay? Mm. <laughs> Pretty much. So I'm going to play my song first. And the song okay. that I chose is Wale, Black is Gold. So let's take a listen. It's one without the shine season. Yeah. Black. Black is beautiful, baby, black is bold Black is black, true, but black is gold No Hey, hey, yeah, look I said black is beautiful, shawty, black is bold Black is black, true, but black is gold Hey, let's do it Look, black is beautiful, shawty, that you should know Don't let American standards damage your African soul Natural hair over the weave under I buy you G-Vunchy rags and rap it neat for you I rap a feature and buy you pieces from people that you love Celine Dion pay for that Celine that you got on Yo, is you single, is you good? Can I get into your wet game? Cause you finger looking Oh, uh, mm, you sweet when you put on I don't mind you body shy cause you can sleep in my cologne Woo! Yeah, okay, while I on that other shit That grown man build up your mind Slide in your stomach shit Whole hands rarely in public They never notice this They might as well tell you we on We got that golden touch <laughs> You get it? Fuck with it They might as well tell you we on We got that golden touch Golden touch Right Black is beautiful, baby Black is bold Black is black, true But black is gold No Hey, hey, yeah, look. I said black is beautiful, shawty, black is bold. Black is black, true, but black is gold. Know you inspired a future women for us. Don't know your vibe, really. Just know that your mother Kenyan. Just know that they're melanin mesmerizing in every picture. Got you. Hey, Miss Ducky, hey. I think your hair is amazing, but brain is even greater. Don't ever let what people say ever convince you ain't bae. No one hella actors, blackface, and try players. Got you. Hey, Viola, darling. I see you shining with Shonda. Thought I should rhyme about you. Cause you body the monologues and you care about us and get away with murder every time you red carpet. Got you. Hey, Miss Issa Rae, beautiful Senegalese leader with shit to say. We should meet today, maybe at a Best Buy. Lawrence Hive, still I'm proud. Issa's a savage, actually, Issa Knight. Right. Black is beautiful, baby. Black is bold. Black is black, true, but black is gold. No. Hey, hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said black is beautiful, shawty, black is bold Black is black, true, but black is gold Shine, I got time today This for every beautiful queen listening That may sometimes think we forget you due to this bullshit system 
It's for every India I read, young Justine Sky, and please don't go cut out on a snail, young scissor. Let's celebrate the awesomeness that is our sisters. My affinity's infinity, and I wish you everything that gives you better energy. So be prouder, be flyer. And like my auntie Michelle told me, we gotta do our job to reach high. All right, so that was Wale, Black is Gold. So that song dropped in December 2016, and it will be featured on his upcoming album, Shine. Fun fact, well, I don't know if you guys are you know, listening to the music in the background, but the instrumental comes from D'Angelo's Lady. Produced by Rafael mm-hmm. And produced yes, yes. by Rafael Sadiq, <laughs> who we love. I love him. <laughs> I like the lyrics of the song because I like the way that it celebrates black women and Wale shouting out, shouting out NDRE and Lupita. I feel like it has like a positive message and it i like the hook black is beautiful black is gold so my thing is like you're saying black is beautiful black is gold why don't you have rich complexion in the video to represent have all shades just don't have one kind of shade see that's my problem with him <laughs> sometimes because he be trying to be on the right side of things it's fake, fake and deep, he, man. huh F- false fake deep <laughs> false prophet over there man like they call it false prophet <laughs> Is that who J. Cole was talking about in the song? Because, you know, my yeah, people always get to on point. He, he was talking about uh, Wale in the second verse. Oh, okay. Well, I'm happy my group that. got together because you needed to get together because I don't appreciate you. It's like you contradict mm. yourself, Wale. Oh, you know, I, uh, and then you only had modern type <laughs> women. What were my plus size women in there? You like black is beautiful. Hey. Women coming all shapes and sizes, man. Like, come on, they man. sure do. Yeah, and everybody has a preference, you know. I feel where he's coming from, but he just doesn't never get it on point. And I feel like you know he had he featured insecure in there because he knows that's what a lot of black women have been watching as of late. So he tries yeah. to make the connection. But then the culture through that, because he's like, oh, they'll really appreciate this because they like insecure. So I'm speaking to them. And, I mean, I thought it was cool. I was like, oh, okay, that's cute. But now, yeah, now I'm like, hmm. Good song, horrible concept. Joey, mm-hmm. what's your song? So the song that I decided to do is Rock and Roll by, well, let me not say Mel's Death, Yasmine B. Alert the squad rock roll Alert the squad to rock roll. Huh? Whoa. Alert the squad to rock roll. Huh? Oh, we, yo. Whoa. Alert the squad to rock My grandmama was raised on a reservation. Huh. My great grandmama was from a plantation. They sang songs huh. for inspiration. They sang songs for relaxation. They sang songs to take their minds up off that fucked up situation I am, yes I am, the descendant Of those folks who backs got broke, who fell down inside the gun smoke Black people, jeans on their ankles and feet I am descendants of the builders of your streets this to your cotton money I am hip hop 
medals for the black people. I am rock and roll, rock and roll, rock and roll. Been here forever. They just ain't let you know. I said Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. Chuck Berry is rock and roll. You may dig on the Rolling Stones, but they ain't come up with that style on their own. Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. Little Richard is rock and roll. You may dig on the Rolling Stones, but they ain't come up with that shit on their own. Guess that's just the way it goes. Steal my clothes and try to say they yo. Yes they do. Business is so filled with pimps and hoes, trying to take everything that you made in control. There they go. Elvis Presley ain't got no soul. Bo Diddley is rock and roll. You made it on the Rolling Stones, but they ain't the first place the credit belongs to. Oh, oh, gon' take it. Oh, we go back to the Oh, oh, gon' take it. Oh, we go back to the Limp biscuit on your mind. When I get down to my zone, I be rockin' bad, bad breaking fish fishbone. I ain't tryna slow your groove, but that ain't the way I'm tryna move. I don't turn on corn and get it on. I be playing Jimmy Hendrix to the dawn. That's my world ball. Sitting up on my front lawn. Got the volume turn to ten. Playing Abba King the best of ten. When the mold is in the cooker. Turn on some Jolly Hooker When I want some rock and roll Go to Otis Redding to get some soul Say, James Brown got plenty of soul James Brown like to rock and roll He can do all the shit for show The Elvis Presley could never know Say, Kenny G ain't got no soul John Coltrane is rock and roll You may dig on the Rolling Stones They can never ever rock like Nina Simone Say, whoa, oh, gonna take it Oh, we go back to the Just wonderful. So, so, 
That's dope. That's easy. That's dope, right? But, so but, you, know, I got, but, but you know, I got my nitpick, oh. but I'll wait. <laughs> I'm, I, okay, okay. I'm open to it. I'm open to it. <laughs> so, as you can tell, obviously, the song is talking about the origination of music for the most part in terms of how genres that we have today, they kind of originate from our culture. So he starts off with the song talking about, you know, we had the Negro, the Negro spirituals. Mm-hmm. and how the slaves used music to kind of escape what they were going through during that time. It was their only freedom because, you know, the man was telling them, God is against you, this is what you're supposed to be doing. So their only way of escaping from their reality was through music. So I love how he starts off with that because it's starting off with the history before he gets mm-hmm. into his lyrics, his um, chorus section. But he's talking about Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley, known as the king of rock and roll, talking about how Chuck Berry started it all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Justin. Okay, Justin. I'm going to interject. Go ahead. Go ahead. Much respect to, you know, Little Richard mm-hmm. and Chuck Berry. Mm-hmm. But somebody came before them that doesn't get credit. Tell us how okay. Well. And guess what? It's a woman. A black woman. A black woman. A black woman. Rosetta Rosetta Tharp. Rosetta Tharp. Rosetta Tharp. She was one of the first people one of the first people to, you know, um, sing with big bands and concerts hall and she basically invented this whole pop gospel thing. She's the original Mm. soul sister and the godmother of rock and roll. And she influenced early rock and roll musicians such as Little Richard, Johnny Cash, Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Yes, in the 1930s. 1930s and 40s. Yes. She started out doing gospel records and stuff like that. Yes, I like, wow. Those I'm fact-checking, fact-checking him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's correct. Wow. He influenced early rock and roll musicians, including Little Richard, Johnny Cash, Chuck Berry, Elvis Presley, and Jerry Lee Lewis. Oh, my. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's still black, so that still proves my point, so I'm good. <laughs> no, no, I, no, I'm with you. I'm with you. Oh, what am I, no, 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 I'm oh. just saying for the context, but, yes, totally with you. Down by the Riverside was her hit, by the way. Going to make all my burdens down by the Riverside. Hey. Steady, he won't know more. That's all I got. I thought you were going to get down with us. Okay, well, then on that note, okay, maybe, Justin, maybe you already know this. You know the original story behind Betty Boop? I've heard something about it, but I, I don't remember. I definitely heard okay. some, 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 some alternative facts with that. Yeah, I just found this out like a few days ago. So Betty Boop, you know, it's like a popular icon. They turned it into an animation, had TV shows mm. and everything white woman with the short black hair and everything. It's actually based off of an older black woman who mm-hmm. had spoke with a baby voice. They actually nicknamed her baby Esther. Her mm-hmm. name was Esther Jones. She was a famous singer in the 1920s. And this other woman came out, basically literally a replica of her, but gave herself like this whole persona. So the white woman is the one that dressed up the way the character dresses up. And then they made the animation off of her. Mm, so she was a Harlem singer. Yeah. And they have, yeah. I found like a small clip, it was on YouTube, but you can hear the similarities. It's an older clip because it was from the 1920s, but mm-hmm. I thought that was 
I was like, wow. They always feel in our ish. So next time someone come out, I'm like, what black person was behind us? Who, who, who was involved? <laughs> who I need to contact? Who I really need to give the praise to? <laughs> wow, that was so good. I feel like I learned so much tonight. Thanks to I Justin. I learned a lot. Yeah. Yes. I'm, you know what, Justin? I'm going to change your name to Knowledge Dropper. That should be your name. Mm. That's your name. <laughs> <laughs> No. Name when you rap versus when you sing. Do you have Do a rap? It's the same old. You have an also- oh, Okay, okay. Can you spit something right. for us real quick? I seen the good, bad, and ugly while I'm only in my twenties. I got to fought with a few people who wanted to kill me, and cancer wanted me too. I would say by penicillin till I aimed, but the sky blew a hole up in the ceiling. I became a mustard and target that whole nation gave a finger to. Wall who. Tried to get me incarceration and said who I could take it. Said I wasn't going to make it. Now I'm taking my force and I'm kicking down these doors while I'm bringing down these doors. This is my grind. My grind don't quit. This is my time. Like the time of on my wrist. I seize my time till I cease to resist. I know life can be sweet, but then life can be a... But I ain't going to throw no fit. I'll just pump my fist. I'll stay on my grind until my heart quit. I ain't got no time to sleep. I can sleep with my rich either we're on the same side or you can kick the bricks so as you with me. Hey. Nice. Too snap, right. too snap, too snap, too snap. <laughs> I'd like to thank Justin for joining us tonight. You're multi-talented, and we think you're amazing. So thank you for blessing us with your presence. Any new projects? Anything we can find you at or look forward to? Because so I'm actually, um, Mama Mama's part in EP that I plan to release. Um, it's looking like around May. Okay. Mm-hmm. Are you um, having a EP release party? Yes, 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 okay. yes. I got, got to do the EP re- release. So All right, you got you to gotta invite the chick. <laughs> I, I, I got you, I got you, I got you. Of course. And, and it's coming from a conceptual standpoint because nobody's really doing content, man. People just out here trying to write hits, and, and mm. it's annoying. Like, like I, I, I want to... Like I said, I mean, I was an English major in college, so I'm just like, like mm. I have to write stories, man, and just... You know, tell the tell like any music I write, I wanna I always wanna make sure it comes from a real place. Like you're not gonna right. hear me out here about killing people or robbing anybody or, or, or buying this chains because I don't do that. I don't participate in those things. My my goal is to bring back that good soul music that you guys remember. The early nineties, man, that the song that you can just sit there and be in your feelings about. No diss to, you know, Bryson Tiller and Tory Lanez and but there's no reason that they should be leading the, the R and B category. It's, it's no. It's no reason. On one of our episodes, I was like, I need some R and B in 2017. Like, with, I know we started off with the new edition biopic in the beginning of the episode, but like towards the end, you know, I feel like the new edition biopic lets you know how you know authentic music used to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. and hopefully a lot, you know, gain a lot of success and popularity. Hopefully, a lot of people it put some fire in a lot of people's asses. Mm-hmm. Right. I want the music to take you somewhere and not just to the club. Mm, I like that right. quote. So, you know, I write what I know, and that's about mm. enjoying life, which is what my name stands for, by the way. Uh, Jay Life mm. is living life young forever, and it's in the sense of not being immature, but just, like, to keep that inner kid inside of you alive, to always enjoy life. I love that. Nice. That's a great mantra. Definitely, it has meaning, so that's good. Oh, well, thank you, Justin. Before we go, let them know where they can find you one more time. You can find me on all social media, Snapchat, Instagram, uh, Twitter, at JLife, which is J-L-L-Y-F-E. 
You can check out the tone that you heard earlier by my mama along with um, a few more tones on my SoundCloud at J-L-L-Y-F-E. And again, just be on the lookout for the EP coming soon. So we're going to get that together. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you, guys. You guys are awesome. Oh, oh, yay. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. You're always welcome to join us because I love... The conversation. Thank you for having me. I wish you guys much success and many more shows.